0: Hello everybody and welcome to episode sixty one of the showbound podcast. I'm your host, Michael Raskin, here alongside Ethan Cardwell on a game day. Cards, what's going on?
1: Yeah, live on a game day. No, I just got back from uh from pre morning ski. We weren't sure if the game was gonna happen actually, cause I think the uh, Sudbury's uh Bus company said it wasn't great weather for like driving home and stuff. I think there's another storm hitting us hard and I know we're going to talk about the weather. Um, definitely. Cause it's been crazy, but, uh, no, it looks like it's a uh, game good to go today. So just looking forward to, uh, to get into play, man. It's, it's just, it's nice with this schedule. We're playing like every other day. So it's, I love it personally. There's not too much practicing. It's just like games, games, games. So you can't really complain about that, but, uh, yeah, that's what I'm up to. What do you What have you been saying? I know you had a little lockdown yourself, but you're out now. Yeah, I was gonna I
0: was gonna tell you that. So last week I was on I was in the NHL COVID protocol. I was I was shut down for a week. I was babysitting my uh, baby cousin, and he tested positive. So I was I didn't have any symptoms or anything, as you know. So I did my five days, like tested negative three times. I I went to go. Uh, I went home. And someone I was with that day ended up getting COVID. So I came right back. I'm back in the in the isolation again. I had one day out and I'm back. And this time, like, I'm battling through a couple of symptoms now. So I definitely have it this time. I thought I would have had it last time. It was just asymptomatic. But here I am again. I had one day out and I'm back. Yeah, you've been battling,
1: man. But you know, like, you don't have to quarantine, eh, if you get in contact with someone. Well, I, I have symptoms. Yeah, I guess if you have symptoms. Why don't you just take a test so you know?
0: Well, I tested negative this morning, but the, the rapid tests, like they say they don't work all the time, but I, I I must have it. Like if I was just in close contact with someone and I have symptoms now, like, if, you know.
1: Yeah, you're battling, eh?
0: Yeah, it is what it is. But um, I mean, what well, we should address, we don't have a guest this episode because, well, like we said, you, you have a game day tonight and the OHL scheduling games all over makes it hard to free up your schedule and then the guest schedule and everyone's schedule because – all these rescheduled Tuesday games and stuff. But like you were saying, with all the games, it must feel like a pretty pro season for you, right?
1: Yeah, bro. I don't – because, like, the the OHL, like, typically you'll you'll see games Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday to allow kids to go to school and everything like that. So you don't often – like, obviously, like, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday is typically guaranteed to be practice days. And then one of Thursday or Friday is going to be a practice day as well. So you don't typically see these games on Tuesday nights like we have tonight. And then, like, I don't know, we have some wonky ones coming up, too. We got a game at 7 o'clock on a Sunday night, which is unheard of for the OHL as well. So, like, just a bunch of weird things. But, yeah, it definitely feels like a pro schedule when you're playing every other night. And then, hopefully, I'm just looking forward to, like, getting on the road a little bit. Like, we have a four-game homestand here, and then we go up to the Sioux. So I'm excited to go get in a hotel with the boys, just kind of hang out, kind of feel like you're – you're on your own little island you're you're kind of away from covid when you're in the hotel with the boys just like chilling you're in your own little bubble and uh doing your thing so it'll it'll be a lot of fun when we get that roll but yeah definitely a lot more pro like just kind of go in quick practices like 35 minutes just like tune up practices and then morning skates obviously really light as well
0: yeah and you already pretty much answered it but one of the fan questions we got on the instagram was how is this ohl season different from your past seasons without
1: covid Do you want to just, like, expand on on how it's different? Yeah, I can explain that. It's crazy, man. Like, you go to the rink every morning. You, like, you don't know if you're playing or not. Like, today, like, we got to – like, honestly, today we got to the rink, and it's like, ah, like, the game's probably getting canceled. So it's like, oh. And then, like, we find out 45 minutes later, Kate, it's back on, like, 100%. So you you basically just, like, have to base your days off. Like, you have to prepare fully every day. And say there's 68 games in the schedule we've already had a few canceled the day of like I'm gonna say there's gonna be probably like 80 days this year where I have to like fully prepare that morning and get ready to play a game and then it it won't happen and then it's gonna be like 12 games where that's gonna happen and then you have to deal with the cancellations and on top of that then you have to prioritize your time right so it's it's definitely difficult it's it's a lot different than other years but I mean, I'm just happy that the OHL has gone forward to, to be able to play because obviously last year what we saw is we, we didn't get to play because of these kind of issues. So even if we have to limp through a season, I'm just glad that we're doing that.
0: Yeah, no, at least you guys are getting games and it's true. And, and you're on a heater right now. And I talked about it last week on the podcast, how once you get one, they come in bunches and, you know, the weight's off your chest. So, you know, you've been scoring like every game and you want to talk about what's been going on with you?
1: yeah finally saw the puck go in the net a few times it's uh it's definitely nice to see um you know like i i've had i've talked to a few people like on interviews and stuff like that about this already and stuff but like it's like i don't know it's it's one thing to just be hard on yourself all season but i feel like if you can make strides in the other parts of your game while you're not producing offensively it's still a positive so I haven't really looked at my start as like as a complete negative because I've had good strides and like I don't know like being in the right spots on the in the defensive zone becoming one of our more reliable penalty killers doing kind of like little things where I reward myself based on the things that I do away from the puck now rather than producing so I feel like when that comes it's an added bonus but um it definitely feels nice to kind of get rewarded on the, on the score sheet for when you're doing, doing things well and trying to get to better areas on the ice, you know?
0: Yeah. And and that's exactly what Doug Wilson Jr. was saying when I was uh, with him in Hamilton there, and he was talking about how uh, he's looking for you to have your stick in the right areas in the D zone, like get the puck out so you can create more offensive chances, not necessarily the points, right. It's just about being in the offensive zone more, like doing better in the D zone to give yourself more opportunities in the o zone. So it's, uh, it's good you realize that, but it's also for everyone kind of listening. for you, you know, everyone gets caught up in the points thing, but you have people like that who are clearly watching for more. Um, they like to see if you're actually, like, knowing what to do in your hockey sense instead of just scoring and assists. So it's pretty interesting. But um, I did want to talk about some NFL stuff before we kind of move in. We have a lot to talk about this episode too, so it, it'll be a good one. But, you know, we have to bring, bring this up, get it out of the way. Your Cowboys are, are done though
1: bro it was an absolute embarrassment like embarrassment like so we were on the bus or whatever so I was like streaming the game on the bus and I was just like so disappointed by their start obviously like it's just they're they're the Leafs of football man and I, I saw a TikTok about it too and I'm like yeah this is so like right and I chirp all these Leafs fans <laughs> and now I'm getting my own here as a Cowboys fan but man it's just so frustrating like you have the most explosive offense all season and then you get to the big game and you can't show up to play. Like you just, there's just so many third downs that weren't converted and just like too many third and longs to make a difference out there. And then obviously the defense was okay, but you need a few more stops early on to get yourself into the game. And then obviously we got to talk about, about the last play. Like, I don't know. it's an okay play call, but like you got to understand if you're Dak Prescott to get down with the ball there, you got to get down after about 10 yards. What's four yards going to do for you in that situation? Like, and then obviously your mind's spinning a million miles an hour, but you got to know if you're one of the top QBs in the whole world, you got to know that ball has to go to the ref, not the, not the uh, center. So, that was a whole gong show i was i was losing it. i was praying for us to give that or for (laughs) them to give us one more second on the clock and i think something magical might have happened but you (laughs) know what i'll bite my tongue and it's another tough uh, defeat for the cowboys as we uh as we look like the leafs here
0: (laughs) and i saw there was like an absurd amount of flags i think it was like six flags before the play started like offside flags and
1: you know, they were just running into the penalty troubles all game. They Those are ones you can't do, especially in the playoffs. Oh Yeah, and especially the ones that are automatic first downs. Like, you have a third and five for the other team, and you're going to jump offside. And I, I think it, it goes, yeah, because it's, it's like a five-yard penalty. Like, I, I remember one late in the game, they jumped offside, and it's just like, come on, like automatic first down. And then they'd have, like, holding even on the offense. Like, you'd make a great 20-yard play, holding, come back. So all those penalties, it's <sighs> similar to hockey, right? Like, if you take too many penalties, you're going to lose the game regardless of how good your penalty kill is. It's just it'll eat you alive.
0: Yeah. Now the Bills obviously with with a big win, and um, I was grocery shopping the day after the game, and it was uh, craziness. Like everyone in there was wearing Bills jerseys. Everyone was you know the hats. Like the, someone screamed like Let's go Bills! In the in the I mean I go to Zara's here in Niagara Falls like. Like a law affiliate or whatever, and this guy's just screaming, "Let's go Bills!" And everyone starts clapping. Um, the the cashiers are wearing Bills hats and stuff. It w- it was nuts, man. And people were walking by me and just being like, "Great game last night." I was just like, it was the coolest environment ever. And, and honestly, it felt sick. Um, I'm I'm turning into, into a massive Bills fan just from this environment. Like, I love it.
1: Well, yeah, man. I I was gonna say, you, like, if you don't have a Bills jersey already, I'd say you got to pick up like a Diggs jersey or like an Allen jersey. Just I to want that rock one. In. Those blue jerseys that they have are so nice, too.
0: Yeah. I almost bought one um, when uh, when we were at the Leafs game. And I was uh, early and I was in the real sports. They were selling a Josh Allen Bills jersey. But it was so expensive, man. And I just couldn't bring myself to it at the time. But I might, I might have to. If I go to a game, which I will at some point next year, I will get a jersey and
1: wear it to the game. I'll say that. But you have to, man. It's actually sick. Like, I love Bills fans. And it's obviously, like, orchard park is always buzzing like and those fans like they're got to be the craziest fans in the league like you just see these people like minus 30 or minus 40 celsius whatever it was for that game just out there are just partying it up still like giving it they're all just like bleeding their hearts out for their team and then their team showed up to play and it was actually incredible especially to do that against belichuk just embarrassed him and you know what? The AFC East is, is finally the Bills' time to shine there. I mean, the Pats have rained on them for so long, and they've kind of uh, taken the dominance. But, you know, I, I give credit to that young QB, Mac Jones, too. Like, he had an incredible season. So he could be the – like, a lot of people are saying the next Tom Brady. Obviously, I don't think anybody will ever be Tom Brady. But with Belichuk they could uh, work some magic there for sure. But I, I, like, I like the Bills here this year, man. And I, they have KC right now, right? Uh, yeah, they do. That'll be a good one. And obviously, they went down to KC in the playoffs last year. And I saw a post on my Instagram of Stefan Diggs just standing out there watching um, the Chiefs celebrate after after beating them. So it, it'll be interesting. There's definitely going to be a lot of fuel to the fire for that game for, for Al and Diggs and guys like that, guys who were part of that team last year and want to get payback.
0: Yeah, I'm I'm pumped. What's cool about a lot of these playoff games, um, and you know, and listeners know, I'm not the biggest football fan. I'm only just getting into it now, really. But there's so many of these uh, games that come down to the last possession in the last couple seconds, and it's so intense, man. Especially because the last minute of the
1: game is like half an hour, but it, it is uh, really intense. It's incredible. And if if you're a new like football person getting into like football, like I would recommend start cheering for the Cincinnati Bengals because Joe Burrow is an absolute rock star. That guy <laughs> has so much swagger, and when he walks on the field, like it looks like he's unstoppable out there. And to do what he's done this year is absolutely incredible. So, uh, I I love the Cincy too. Like I, I think since he has a good shot of beating Tennessee this week, but I mean I think we've talked enough about football. and Yeah, yeah, hockey yeah. pod. You, <laughs> <laughs> um,
0: I mean, we can touch on that uh, before we get into some headlines. We announced the Showbound Foundation last week, so. Uh, we talked about it on the podcast, but good start. Uh, for people who haven't followed yet, check it out uh, at Showbound Foundation on Instagram or at Showbound Found on Twitter. It's uh, got some big things coming, so we're, we're, we're working on it. We're hoping to get some stuff done before the OHL season's over, but like everyone knows things take time, especially in COVID when things are just even slower. Um, but anything you want to say about it before we move into some headlines?
1: Yeah, that's what I was, like, I was thinking about, too. I was, like, we have, like, we have such a platform now, too, and I'm I'm so excited to get, get going on this, but I don't want to, like, rush any of our projects. And, like, with me playing, like, every other night, too, it's going to be hard for us to kind of get it rolling, too. So, like, I'd expect more, like, at the end of the season, but I definitely want to get the ball rolling, make stuff happen before the end of this season. Like, I'm thinking maybe stuff related to like the Colts itself. Like I could give out two tickets to fans, like to bring these people into games and stuff like that. And then obviously we talked about like Jersey auctions and stuff. And I saw a tweet and I saw you liked it too. The, I was about to bring it up. <laughs> a ball hockey tournament would be unbelievable. Like if it's in Barry, if it's in Toronto, if it's in Markham, if it's in Curtis, like it, wherever it could be. It, that would be a great way to raise money and a hell of a lot of fun. Um, and then to, to do a golf tournament. I just feel like, there's such a wide variety of things that we could do to raise money. And I feel like with the connections that we, that we have and stuff, I feel like it's just, it's going to flourish once we, once we like have the time to actually put our time into it and stuff. So like, I feel like we should set a goal live on the air and see if we can like reach that goal and then we could pull this clip up when, when we eventually eclipse that. Okay. What's our, what's our goal? I'm trying to think here. Like I, I'm trying to think reasonable, but I want to go big at the same time. Like, what, what, what would you say?
0: I'd say before next season starts, we, we raise $10,000. Um, that could be our goal. Like, that's reasonable, and, you know, it's enough to make a good difference, and we could do that with a golf tournament with, you know, like a hockey or ball hockey with jersey auction. I'd say
1: $10,000 could be the goal. I think we get that easy. I'm going to okay. go with – I'm saying twenty-five. All right, hey, up me to twenty five then. Let's do it. Twenty five G's is our. I, I say that's yeah. By the time I go to camp next season, twenty five grand.
0: Okay, and if the Bills win the Super Bowl, I will donate five hundred dollars. Five hundred on the board for the
1: Bills. Oh, I like that. Okay, I'll put up a hundred for the Bengals if they win the Super Bowl. Um, i'm not even a Bengals fan but like you just like i was pumping joe burrow's tires so i mean
0: yeah okay there we go um and you guys can hold us to that now let's get into some headlines here so one that's just absurd at this point the edmonton oilers slump man they were in first place at one point just dominating the league and what is happening to them they're losing every game
1: yeah i saw a tweet about this actually and it was like everybody gets the credit for like the wins at the start of the year and it's like oh this team looks so great and then they start losing and it comes down to all their star players aren't performing it's the coach's fault and kind of not everybody's taking the blame and you know I I watched I've seen a bunch of stuff on McDavid in practice and stuff just like battle drills like high intense trying to get it going like and like I said like with myself even like you have these areas in your game and throughout a season that aren't going to go well for you. It's just a matter of like when you can, how quickly you can snap out of them. So I think if, if they can find the compete level that they have with the amount of skill that they have on that team, there's no reason they shouldn't be able to turn it around and still make the playoffs. But the way things are trending, it doesn't look good. Obviously, we both know that. Like, what's your take on it?
0: It's interesting. Like on paper now, they finally have a good – team you know we always said before it was just mcdavid and dry sidle now they actually have some depth um they have some defense and i don't know man it it, ultimately no matter what team you're on it can never be only up to the top players you're always going to need secondary scoring and i mean dry sidle continues to deliver no matter what so and and again just because like mcdavid won't get a point in one game and they're like the top players aren't delivering you know but he'll get three points the next game two points the next game and then he'll get you know he goes on these long streaks of of point streaks, and he'll take a game without a point, and people are frustrated. You can't expect someone, even if they're the best, to get a point every night. It's not that easy. It's
1: crazy. Oh, I I wish it was that easy. And I, you see a guy like you, like Jake Gensel was on. He, he's on like a 19 game point streak or something, 18 games. That's just incredible to think about. Like just going on a point streak like that is just ridiculous when you think about how hard it is to actually first make the NHL or even go back further first play in I don't even know major junior in NCAA that's pretty high percentage then you get drafted to the NHL then you make the NHL then you establish yourself in the NHL and then you go on point streaks like that. It's, it's ridiculous. You're in the top percentile in the world. So for people to get mad at guys who who, who put up a, 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 like they'll put a five game point streak and then not get one for one game. And then he's getting ripped on. I just don't think it's fair at all.
0: Yeah. And uh, Troy Terry has been on a couple of streaks like that this year too. And, and it's similar with Matthews with the goals. He doesn't get a like uh, go on long point streaks, but he'll go on streaks where he'll score every game. And he'll go two games without a goal. And people freak out, you know, just because he's a goal scorer. He's not going to score every night. And he's, <laughs> two games without a goal isn't bad either. And and he's actually good in the D zone. Yeah, you know what? Do you agree on that? Because I know you're not a Leafs guy, but have you seen Matthew's
1: D zone play? He's incredible. This is the thing. I've I've got the like, privilege to go to two Leaf schemes this year too. Obviously one with you. And you watch him. I really like like it it's incredible to watch a guy like him and Nylander. Like they've come so far in that sense of the game, but you, you watch and they, they're not using their energy. Like they're not wheeling around a million miles an hour out there. They're not going out of their way to skate around and try to make it play. That's really going to have no impact on the game. He thinks the game so well that he, he's just kind of like slowly coasting around, but he's always in the right spot. So he doesn't have to skate hard to a spot because he's already just there. So he's covering all of his bases and then preserving energy. So he has more for when he has the offensive touches. So I think when you watch him in a game, he's almost like just kind of gliding around and it looks like it's effortless for him, but it's because he's dedicated so much time to becoming better at the D zone that he doesn't have to work as hard. So that that's definitely a good point. And I think that's a good point for like a lot of young players and myself too. That's one thing I've been working on. Like the more you can get yourself in better spots in the D zone and all over the ice, the less hard you have to try actually. So
0: yeah, that's a, that's a very well said point. Um, now we can move on to the next one. I picked the Sharks one for you, but Timo Meyer five goal game. What do you think about that? And, and three in the first period
1: or was it four in the first period? Three in the know. first and then one to open up the second. That was incredible. Um, Sharks history first to do it. So I watched all the goals, too, and they they were nice goals. Like that one from, from the corner almost where it just ripped it bunk. And then, obviously, you had that toe drag pull on, two for the fifth. Oh, yeah. So that, was, that was incredible. And it's actually funny, too, because I talked to um, my assistant coach and I about we were just talking about guys who have good practice habits and like, we are just talking about like passing the puck hard and like working hard at practice. So it translates to your games. And I actually said like the week before I said, I, when I was at camp, like I was, I, I was on a team with Meyer and to watch him, it was almost like he kind of wanted everybody to know that he was the best out there. And that he, he was like, you know how they, everyone has that Michael Jordan kind of like everyone hears about Jordan trying to just like, dominate his teammates in practice yeah that's kind of how I felt about Timo Meyer at uh at Sharks camp and then you, you see him do something like that so I was laughing about that with my assistant coach but did you watch the game or like at least the highlights
0: I just saw the highlights before we went on here like incredible he's he's so nasty and what does he have like 20 goals now or something 19 or 20 I
1: yeah, think he's had 20 goals and 25 assists for 45 points in like 35 games it's, he's he's on an incredible tear and and San Jose is on an incredible tear themselves, man.
0: Like no one had San Jose at the beginning of the season in the playoffs. I wouldn't think most people wouldn't.
1: Yeah, they're they're right in there. Like I, I think the other like a bunch of teams have games in hand on them. But in that Pacific division, if they can pass Anaheim, then obviously you solidify your spot in the top three in your in your division. So I think with the way they're trending, I think they have a great chance of making the playoffs this year. And I, and that's a team, right. That like a lot of people did count out at the start of the year.
0: Yeah. Uh, Moving on to the next one, we got the all-star teams. People are upset by including every team instead of the best players. And you
1: got guys left out like Crosby, Caudry, like so many more. What do you think? And I was actually going to bring this one up. I wasn't sure. I figured you'd have it in here, but like I, uh, I wasn't sure. So I, i've been giving my take enough i want to hear yours first on this
0: i think all-stars should be the best players it doesn't i I, well okay first of all to kind of play devil's advocate i understand the idea because if you have someone from every market you have automatically a bigger audience if you have one guy from pittsburgh or 10 guys from pittsburgh you're still going to get the pittsburgh audience but you know if you throw the guy from ottawa or montreal now you have that audience as well so i get it from a financial standpoint you know all of a sudden you can get canadian sponsors if you have more canadian players like that sort of stuff, but who cares? Like, get the best players in there. Everyone's been complaining all year, but that there's no best on best, you know, Olympics or, or tournament. Let's get the best players in the All Star Game. It doesn't matter who, uh, like, what team they're from. And I, I don't think it should be a vote. I think it should be whoever the like the the media votes on the Hart Trophy or whatever. Like, I don't know. You know how they vote for the trophies at the end of the year at the NHL Awards. It should be those accredited media. People who actually know the game in the league that that pick the All Star teams instead of fan votes.
1: Yeah, I totally agree with you there. And and this the it goes back to that. Like you said, if financially it makes sense, so call it the MVP game. Each team's MVPs there. It's not an All Star game. Like yeah. you can't have the third leading scorer Nazem Kadri in the league not there. It doesn't even make sense because the way he's played, he should be there over McKinnon even too. Like it. To me, he's had an incredible year. And then you have guys like... uh, Yeah, and and going to the voting, like fan votes, how is a guy in such a smaller market supposed to get in over a guy who's maybe... Say John Tavares... Okay, Logan Couture is getting votes to get in, and so is Tavares. Say they were going head-to-head on it, like, obviously Tavares is going to get more. There's just just more Leafs fans in the world, and the Leafs fans are, like, just more... I don't know, they would have the passion to get their guys in it. Like, you know, and yeah. you, uh, just a bigger market. So I don't think it's fair to those players as well to have a fan vote when, when quite frankly, nobody can keep up with the Leafs.
0: Yeah. And I mean, you saw it years ago with the John Scott situation, which ended up being, you know, one of the best all-star games. It was so funny, but at the same time, the NHL doesn't want it to be funny. Um, it, if you want it to be an all-star game, you got to pick the best players. It doesn't matter what team. And, uh, yeah, but the whole the All-Star Games kind of turned into a joke since then, I'd say, in the last couple of years. People don't watch it anymore because the players go there and they don't try, and the players don't even want to go there because they'd rather take the break. So a lot of it is, uh, I, what if there was a performance bonus? Like a NHL, is, is this a thing? The NHL pays you to be there. If, if you're selected, then you actually
1: have an incentive to go. Well, I think even better than that, I think the best league in the world that does it is the MLB. I was just um, thinking that, yeah and explain explain why so the mlb whatever conference wins and they split it up it's one game it's two conferences and whatever conference wins or whatever league sorry in the mlb because yeah. it's the uh, al and the nl but whatever league wins gets home field advantage in the world series which would be like the stanley cup finals so i think you bring a whole roster you play a real hockey game five on five you have full teams you have two or three goalies per side and you go, and they play legit, obviously, it is a little different, though, guys are at risk to get injured in hockey, whereas they won't in, like, baseball, but, like, I think the the NHL used to do five-on-five games, whereas, like, yeah. the guys were actually competing out there.
0: It was only until a couple of years ago that they switched to three-on-three, um, yeah, it's an interesting, it, it's hard, man, like, when, when we talk about it right now, it makes me understand the complexity, and, but there, there has to be a way to make, make it more entertaining, I, w- I would think. But anyway, we can move on. Um, Carey Price has to start restart rehab on his knee. And um, he had surgery on it back, on, back in July, and there's no timetable on his return. And I'm, I'm wondering, you think he's going to be on the Habs next year? The Habs just announced their new GM, Kent Hughes. New guy, no loyalty to Price. Obviously, the Habs are in need of a, continuing the rebuild. So like the, just overall – The future of Montreal and Carey Price, what do you think? It's crazy,
1: dude. Like, (laughs) they were Stanley Cup finalists last year. I know. Like, and watching them this year, like, just watching, it's crazy to think how it worked out last year. And I know we had a lot of talk about, like, the North. With the COVID, obviously, it's understandable. With that North division, like, the Leafs are going to make it just because it's such a cakewalk and stuff like that and obviously that's that's really the only reason i think that montreal did go as far as they did last year um, and like I, I was watching the highlights today and jay onride with tsn he's pretty funny dude and uh, he was just like laughing at making a mockery of how how many people were in the crowd as arizona played Montreal yesterday and it was in Arizona but just still no crowd and even Montreal themselves they're just they're not pulling the same audiences this year uh, well <laughs> they're getting nobody right now or whatever it is with uh, the COVID situation but I just it's been such a disappointing year and they had so much uh, hype around them go- coming into the year too after the year they had last year and Caulfield and, and the upcoming of them and they do have a lot of prospects in their pipeline but uh it- Back to the carry Price thing. I don't know. I, if I was him, I would, I'd be heading somewhere else.
0: Yeah. Uh, I don't know how it's going to go down, but my gut kind of says he's not going to be there in the next two years. Like, he's going he's gonna to have to go maybe next year. Um,
1: Sir, so yeah. if you're Carey Price, you've given your all to this team, what are you doing? You, you don't have a cop either. And, you, and you're still, like, you come back, you're still one of the better goalies in the league. Like, what are you going to do?
0: Yeah, I feel like he's just such a family guy and he's so deeply rooted there that he would want to play his whole career there. But, I mean, I, I think he'd definitely be open to moving to a cup contender. Like, yeah, he he literally showed he, he can win a cup for a team the way he he carried Montreal last year. You know, if you put him in net for any of those teams like Vegas or Colorado last year, or, you know, there, there's so many, maybe even the Leafs, like, he they could, uh, he could take a team all the way to the cup, so... I don't know, but I think they need his value is so high that whether he wants to or not, like they're going to have to move him. Um, well, I guess he has a no trade, but they, they need to move him because his return would be massive.
1: Yeah. For the future too. And like I just said, their prospects are really good. And obviously we had Cam Hillis on um, a while back, but he's, he's in that prospect pipeline. And he's a guy who played in the East coast league this year and and played an NHL game that just shows how deep they are through the AHL and, I think in years to come, they're going to be okay, but they need to find that that uh, team. That I think they need to wrap their heads around that, that it, it's got to be the future. You give Carey Price a chance to win, and then you build off what you have, I think.
0: Yep, I agree. Um, now we can go into some topics that some of the fans sent in on our Instagram. One of them, I figured you'd have a good answer. Uh, your go-to Tim Hortons order, because you always go for the Tims
1: pregame. Um, it is a... Chocolate glazed donut and a small French vanilla. How are you? Okay,
0: I have a unique order. It started when I was in Barry, actually. But I I get a a half white hot chocolate and half French vanilla, like a large. So it's it's so good. You got to try it. I mean, think about have you ever had a white hot chocolate from Tim's? It's good. It's good. They're good, and obviously French vanilla is good. You mix them, they're incredible. And then I usually just get I just get the Tim's breakfast when I go. Like two farmers wraps, one bacon, one sausage. Keep it. I don't know. Their their food isn't great. (laughs) You get two farmer's wraps. Yeah, they're not that. It's like one egg in each one.
1: I know, but still, like pretty big, like a lot of sauce, cheese. You're having all that, like chipotle sauce, and then all the cream in that drink. That wouldn't sit right with my stomach. I don't think. (laughs) I know. It's it's tough sometimes. I
0: I hate they like murder it in chipotle sauce, dude. It's always way too much, and it's messy to eat. And I'm always eating it in the car. And it's, yeah. it's never easy. And I, I tell them like, can you go light on the sauce? And they're like, okay. And Oh yeah. Another thing, Tim's will never get your order right. No matter which one you go to or what, like they'll always find a way to screw it up. It's insane.
1: But you know what I'll give Tim's credit for is it's always ready. When you get to the window, there's no, Hey, can you pull up to spot three yeah. over There like McDonald's in those places? And yeah, I hate that. There's nothing I despise more than like, you uh-huh. just want to go say like, I don't know, it it happened to me a few times, you'd be like driving on like a four hour, like road trip or something like you're just driving and you got to stop and, and it's like, hey, I'll just be in and out here quick. Like, I don't even really want to have this garbage food, but like, it's my (laughs) only option now. And then they go, okay, yeah, can you pull up? It'll just be a few minutes. Like, no, I don't want to pull up. So I'll give Tim's credit for that. Even though it's maybe sometimes a little wrong, I would take that over not having it ready.
0: Yeah, I mean I agree with you there, but it's always like they'll either mess up your drink in some way, they'll give you tomatoes when you say no tomatoes, they'll pour the sauce on when you say no sauce, like whatever it is, they'll find a way. Or even the one farmers wrap, they just didn't put bacon on it. I I like how do you mess that? And I was mad because that's like the best part of it, man. If you have a farmers wrap without bacon, you're just eating an egg in a wrap. Like, I don't know, <laughs> with with a uh a hash brown, I guess. But either way, so I mean, we still go like it's easy and it's quick and it's cheap. So it is what it is. But I don't know, man. I just I remember Tim's used to be the best. It was always Tim's, man. And now I, I wouldn't put them as the best.
1: No, I, I agree with you. Good thing Tim's isn't sponsoring this episode.
0: <laughs> <laughs> now we're going to take that clip and send it to McDonald's and see what we can do. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> okay. Uh, who do you want to see from Team Canada World Juniors to play for Canada at the
1: Olympics? Cole Perfetti? Yeah.
0: Is he eligible?
1: I don't know. I think
0: uh, he's uh No, if he's on an NHL contract, then I'd say no.
1: Yeah, but so is uh, McTavish. He's on an NHL contract.
0: Well, but he, yeah, maybe it's like, because he's not playing in
1: the organization. I don't know. Maybe Perfetti's eligible. I don't know. Okay, then I'd like, um, maybe Michael Rask, and I'd love to see that guy out there i wouldn't mind that man can you imagine holy um
0: yeah i i said perfetti too when i first thought about like owen power is like the obvious one he's got to be on there
1: well he's already on the team
0: have they named the team
1: no just him <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay well anyway yeah we can move on um big tavish though yeah okay Here was an interesting one. This one was sent in like minutes before recording. I just added in. Why don't we see CHL athletes getting sponsorships now like NCAA athletes are?
1: There are. Uh, There's very few, man. I don't like, I don't know. There definitely is, man. A lot of guys like, obviously, because when you come to the OHL at 16, you sign a contract to use CCM um, and you have to use CCM in the OHL for helmet gloves and pants. And so that's, that's the main reason you don't see all these sponsorships that guys have, like, I'm sure Shane Wright has a million deals, but he he just can't wear it yet that he'll wear when he's playing in the NHL next year. So those deals are there. You just have to like do some digging if you want to find them.
0: Okay. Fair enough. Um, Classic one. We always get asked favorite interview ever. Ivan. I mean, that's definitely the funniest one. Yeah, I don't know. I, I always just stay away from this one. They, they, we've had a lot of good ones. There's been many podcasts where I come off of it, and I'm like, wow, that was the best one yet. And then I say that for the next one, and then the next one, every time, I'm just like, yeah. holy crap, that was good. There, there's been some good ones. The one with Lenny was really good a couple of weeks ago.
1: Oh, yeah. That was, that was really good, too. It's like, even though, like, <clears throat> and that's why I'm so glad we have such a big fan base now, and, and people aren't just joining to, like, click on see the name on, like, who the guests might be per week and stuff, and, like, For the people listening right now, they they're here for the content, not necessarily the person. So like for, for those fans, like I'm, I'm so happy that we have the following so that they keep coming back to listen to these guys who maybe they don't know yet, but they're stars of the future and they're great interview. So you can't really go wrong. And I know we have a a big one coming up next week or the week after we're going to do Wyatt Johnson, Dallas stars prospect uh, first round pick, and he's, he's leading the OHL in points right now, so that'll be a good one too.
0: Yeah, we we got some good guests going, but yeah, I I'll jump on that. I like uh, we, we appreciate the guests, especially listening to this episode because these ones are the ones that really like us the most. And actually, um, I did I got my car recognized in downtown St. Catharines last week too. I'll, I'll mention that so shout out shout out for that one. It hasn't happened in a while, but the, the showbound mobile was pumping around in in downtown St. Kitts, so that was fun.
1: Um, That's jokes.
0: Uh what do we got here? Stanley Cup predictions now at this point in the year. Who do you have winning? I'm not changing. Colorado. Okay. I dude. I'm changing. I'm changing. Okay. Who? I have to say the least right now, man. Oh my god. <laughs> They're a wagon, dude.
1: <laughs> yeah, and the Cowboys are gonna win the Super Bowl too, right? <laughs> I do I do like Colorado for it though,
0: and, and that's been our pick since last season ended. Um, so I'm still saying Colorado, but I'm, I'm very hopeful for the Leafs, fan, And I think the Leafs actually have a legitimate chance. I really do. Um, we'll see. There's no way they lose in the first if, – <laughs> if they lose in the first round this year, I might fully just dump the Leafs as, as a fan. I'm going right okay, to – Okay,
1: here's, here's something. If they lose in the first round, you have to donate 200 bucks to the charity.
0: All right, deal. You know what? And if the Leafs get past the first round, I'll donate 200 200 bucks.
1: Okay, if the Leafs win the cup, I'll, I'll donate 200 bucks too. Okay. All right. We got to write this down. Um, yeah. <laughs> all right. <laughs> no, this man, is guarantee. Our, if that happens, our fans will be calling us out for sure. So yeah. we don't have to worry about writing it down.
0: I mean, I'm happy to donate to the foundation, so I don't mind, especially if it means the Leafs win and all that. But uh, here, I, did you do your homework that I texted you last night?
1: I just saw it, but I, I know this, man. Like, I know this stuff.
0: Okay, then I'm, I'm letting you go first, and I'll say mine. But I asked Cardi to come up with a list of your top five chocolate bars, and I have mine here. And uh, yeah. I want you to go first. Well, I have one on here that's such a sleeper pick. This is why I wanted to do this, because I, I got this one chocolate bar. I'll mention it after. And it was so good, and I realized if you ask anyone what their top five is, like they're all going to leave it off, and it's, it deserves to be on everyone's top five. So you say yours, and I'll say mine,
1: and tell me if you agree. Okay. So, Aero Mint. I love a good Aero Mint. Okay. Care Milk. Nah, yeah, I don't know if it's top five anything, but okay. I respect it. It's legit. Um, the Dairy Milk, just a, just a plain old, but Dairy Milk with the Oreos. Yes, that was number one on my list. Thank God you have that one. That's the best chocolate bar in the world, there's no question. Oh, it's unbelievable. So dairy milk, It's Oreo. so soft, too. It's, like, fluffy when you bite into it. It's unreal. Yeah, it's it's unbelievable. Yeah, and that's not I'd even the like one I was I'd... thinking of, too, though, the one. But, yeah, uh, go ahead. I like, um, I don't mind a coffee crisp from time to time, but that's not my next one. I'm going to go with, uh, like, I don't know if a cream egg counts, a Cadbury cream egg, because I love those things. So we won't count it, but I'll say Mars Bar at four. Those are really, say... the cream egg is is a good one, though. That's unreal. And then I'll, I'll go coffee crisp at five.
0: I think the cream egg can get in there because, okay, I'll tell you the one that I, my sleeper pick, um, Reese's. I don't know. It counts as a chocolate bar in my opinion. But a okay, good if it counts Reese's, as a chocolate
1: bar, then I got to put them in at like four.
0: Yeah, I have Reese's at three and I'll tell you my five, but everyone, like I asked all my friends this and stuff and no one said Reese's, but you, you have a Reese's? I, I just had one. I have like three more. Um, those things are so good, man. And have you ever had those little white Reese's cups, the little ones that come in the bag, like the munchable bag kind of?
1: Mm-hmm. So well,
0: good. those so. things are good, but a classic Reese's bar should be on everyone's top five. So I have the yeah. Oreo dairy milk as my number one. No question. That thing is unreal. Um, two Hershey's cookies and cream. Oh, I
1: forgot about that one.
0: Yeah, that was my number one all my life until I had an Oreo dairy milk. So Hershey's cookies and cream too. I
1: have Reese's at three. I put Kinder Bueno at four. You ever had one of those? Dude, this seems like... I saw this on TikTok the other day. Somebody ranked their chocolate bars, and I think this is the exact same rankings as them. Maybe it was me. I don't know.
0: I haven't seen that, but that's because I have the best list. I took time on this one, too, and I talked to all my friends. Then five, I put Arrow, which kind of encompasses the Arrow Mint and the Arrow Orange, if you've ever had that one.
1: Oh, yeah. The Arrow Orange is a... You have to be in the right mood for the Arrow Orange, right?
0: Yeah. Now, (laughs) I was... I got some heat. Putting arrow in the top five, and someone someone said
1: Kit Kat. Like, there's barely even any chocolate in a Kit Kat. It's all wafers. Yeah, Kit Kat. You might as well just get those wafers that you can get at like Walmart or whatever.
0: Yeah. arrow is good because Arrow's is the, the one of the few chocolates, maybe the only chocolate that you have, it can literally melt in your mouth. Like you put that in your mouth, it's so soft and nice. Like, <laughs> like you're biting cotton candy, but it's chocolate. Those old arrow commercials with the bubbles melted, melting and all that stuff. Remember those <laughs> old five gum commercials? Those were crazy. I'm, oh, the five, those are jokes. <laughs> <laughs> that was crazy. Anyway, so there, there you go. Top five chocolate bars. Um, and then one more interesting topic. And I, I was debating this one with my girlfriend this past week. But why do we only eat chicken's eggs? We, I, at my parents' apartment, we found a goose egg. It was massive. It was like this big and why don't we eat like geese eggs other, so many animals lay eggs that are bigger maybe taste different and why why is it only chickens after all this time that we only eat that one kind of egg because i don't work for the canadian food guide i
1: guess i don't know <laughs>
0: <laughs> so here, here's even more supporting stuff for my point like probably throughout history everyone's drinking cow milk and all that now you have goat milk almond milk like coconut milk, all these other types of milk. So it evolved that way. Why doesn't eggs, why aren't there different types of eggs that people can eat or buy? That's what I don't understand.
1: And I think in the future there will be. So why don't you take this to somebody who could actually make a difference and you could become a millionaire? I could become a billionaire with this, man. This, this is a, a good idea.
0: So, um, you know, maybe I will
1: <laughs> hey, actually, you do have a good point there. I like that. And something just came to my head that we have to start watching Man the Bachelor is on right now. And Yeah. And I think we're only like 3 episodes or I think a season or episode 3 is like tonight or something. So, you know what? Let's let's do let's try to catch up this week and then let's try to enter our segment again at at least like a 2 minute thing about about the bachelor cuz I know we haven't talked about it in a while and some people like it. Some people don't think it's meant for this podcast, but either way I want to start watching and I want to have somebody to talk to it about.
0: Okay. I agree. I'll, I'll catch up for next week. And I I think all the feedback we got when we were rocking the battery segment was really good. People loved it and we do it at the end. So if you don't love it, you can just shut it off. So um, we'll, we'll play catch up. We'll do battery segment at the end of every episode and yeah, we'll try to get that going for next week. I like that idea. A couple other questions we were sent this one classic do straws have two holes or one one i agree i was thinking one now if uh if you cut a hole in the side of a straw how many holes does it have then does it then have two holes or then it has
1: like two separate ones it's it's, if you cut it in half then it's done not um, in half like if you just bro, cut a hole in... into the side of a straw not cutting it in half you know what i mean way too complicated for me. <laughs> i i need to wind my mind down from my afternoon nap here not fire it up with a bunch of like almost conspiracy straw theories here <laughs> okay all right well let the let the well, listeners let us know what you think it's like a this or that let's like let's do them and then give no explanation and let the people think what they think
0: I have some this or that's for you coming up at the end here, by the way. I did a, a custom Ethan Cardwell this or that just for you.
1: Oh, what a treat.
0: Yeah. So um, another question we were sent in, what's the weirdest superstition you've ever seen? You must, you must have
1: something. You've been around a lot of players. So I've seen a guy, I won't like throw names out or anything, but like I thought it was just absurd. So he, he had three pairs of like clean getch before every game and he would do warm up fully undress, shower play first fully undress, shower second fully undressed shower ridiculous
0: wow he's
1: must be quick with getting dressed and
0: stuff too then
1: yeah you have about 20 minutes and you got to time it for when coach comes in so it was almost like you get undressed shower get your get on. coach comes in then you got about seven minutes to get ready to get out there it was it was absurd what about you you got to have something absurd playing in. uh the leagues that you did
0: (laughs) (laughs) well actually when i'm when i'm thinking about uh my like my teammates anyway i don't think i've have any from that league or anything but i was thinking from a brock perspective like seeing my guys there we had this one goalie who's playing pro now um he i mean goalies all have their own thing but he would just walk the hallway and then walk um you know the hallway up where the top of the stands are back and forth for so long with this great in his gets just with these evil eyes you could not make any eye contact with him you couldn't talk to him he wouldn't look at you if you're walking by he it's like if you're walking he wouldn't get out of the way he would just bump you like there's nothing in front of him type of thing and he would do that um before the game and then in every intermission and then also in the intermissions he would um sit in a chair outside of the dressing room like he wouldn't sit in the dressing room
1: So he just wanted nothing to do with the boys during the intermissions at the start of the
0: game. He was really dialed. That's probably the weirdest one I've ever seen. We've heard like a couple of stories on the podcast early, early. I remember someone was saying like they, someone on their team used to do a certain number of box jumps and stuff. It might've been like Ryan Strom said that people were doing box jumps before games and like had to get the correct number. And um, we heard the one on the podcast. I don't remember who it was somewhat recently. Um, had to be it might have been yetman uh every like oh. to the second on the clock or something he did everything
1: no that was bloomer, bloomer yeah yeah, bloomer. yeah. At this time and stuff like that but like i, I don't mind superstitions like i feel like you got to kind of like we've heard a lot of guys they said like we're trying i'm like i'm trying to limit them and stuff but like I- i'll admit it too like if i have a good game like i'm gonna try to do like the same warm up on the ice like a I, like if i did this like I'll, I'll do that again it's it's not like i have to do it but i like to it's just like okay like get in the same rhythm try to do the same thing and if it works it works but yeah yeah, i don't know
0: the important thing that the nhl players are telling us and all that stuff when we hear it is they only try, they're getting trying to get rid of them because they they need to keep it light like you play so many games in a year if you mess up a superstition And then all of a sudden you're in your own head and you think you're going to play bad and you, you know, you screwed up and your mental game's gone. That's what it comes down to. So yeah, you want to try to do the same thing. Sure. But if you don't, you got to keep it light, like whatever, it's not going to affect your game. And and some people in junior, I guess, when you're just entering and stuff, like they can't do that yet. And like Logan Thompson said, he was a goalie and uh, he played, he had so many superstitions and stuff. And now he gets the NHL and sees flower and Robin Leonard. And they're just so casual, calm, funny. And, they don't care about that stuff and they keep it light and not, you know, they're not worried when they're doing something before warm-up, right?
1: Well, this is another way to look at it too is like you a person who goes to work every day, if you're just going to work a typical sales job, you're not gonna have superstitions for that. Right? <laughs> you're not like you're probably not gonna do the exact same thing or you're not gonna make this deal, right? So you gotta roll with the punches. And it's the same way. Hockey's a job for these guys at that level. So I mean You have to roll with the punches if something doesn't go your way or you're not a robot. You can't recreate everything anyway. And as much as you think you're recreating it, it's still different because you're eating it at a different time. You're taping your stick a second off. It's never the same. You just have to wrap your head around that.
0: Yeah. I've seen some some coaches and assistant coaches I've worked with too that have had some interesting superstitions actually too. Like certain st- I remember one the certain way he would write the game sheet at the certain time and all that like there is there was a couple ones that coaches do too that you might not know of, but uh for me I just I I rock the same suit after a win and same socks after a win that's what I do unless I changed it this year because I Brock we we kept winning and I have so many nice suits now and I wanted to show them off so i in the same suit the first like 6 games of the year so I wanted I I switched it up but uh that that's my one and it's not even and it's not like I don't believe that it helps win it's just more of like a for fun thing you know um yeah I want to talk about some NHL stuff and then we'll we'll finish up with some this or that I don't know you gotta get your nap in and get get ready for game day here but uh, I want to talk about Kale McCarr's dominance right now on the blue line just offensively defensively he's doing it all and I, if I had to put money down I'd say he's the Norris trophy winner
1: Oh yeah. Easily, man. He's, he's, okay I, I wouldn't, score. I wouldn't
0: necessarily say easily though. I mean, you got guys like Roman Yosi in the league and there's some good ones, but, but I, is like the goals he score aren't just like point shots. He's dangling
1: guys. You can't like a defenseman this day and age getting 40 goals, which it looks like he might be able to do this year is mind boggling. Like it's crazy. And we talked about earlier in the episode, like, how hard it is to get a point, let alone score <laughs> a goal, let alone as a defenseman. And just the way he skates, it opens up so much on the ice for him. And another thing, like, you look at the the Norris Trophy winners lately, like, it's it's starting to trend to more, like, just, like, high-skilled guys like Adam Fox. Like, he's not big. He's not a huge, tough defender. He's, he's just so skilled. And these guys could play forward so easily, but they just know how to put the puck in the net.
0: Yeah, uh, you're right. It's, it's kind of turned into a bit of an offensive competition, actually. So, but, but these guys are all excellent defenders. I mean, Kale McCarr one-on-one, man. Like, people aren't getting by him. You know, he eats pucks. He, he's doing everything right. So,
1: yeah, he's just
0: an unbelievable player, and he's going to be so good for a long time um yeah vancouver canucks are on the edge of a playoff spot That uh, that one is one I, and i said when when Boudreaux came in and they won the first couple games i said
1: on the podcast they're still not gonna make the playoffs it's just a little streak but man like they might make the playoffs Right. I, I think there might have been an episode earlier where like we were making playoff predictions and like it was during the season they were so far behind and me like i think one of us jokingly said oh i'm gonna take the canucks maybe i mean i they're really right there now and it's absolutely unbelievable i I can't believe they're
0: still keeping this going
1: no you got to give them credit they have such a good team on paper too like nobody expected that start so like this is this is what's expected from them and i think there's no reason they shouldn't be able to get themselves in a playoff spot the way they've been playing and the the way they kind of rallied after that uh coaching change
0: yeah and and boudreaux said he plays the stars and Pedersen besser like they've been getting a lot more ice time and it kind of made me question you look at some d like thomas Shabbat like you know, some like Darnell, some of the best D in the league. McCarr obviously, and they're playing more than twenty-five minutes a night, close to thirty. Shabal played over thirty minutes one game this year. Um, why don't guy? Why don't the top forwards in the league play more than like play play close to thirty minutes? Like, would you not want like Matthews, Martin Tavares, those guys, Dreisaitl um, playing almost half the game? You can't. It's,
1: it's impossible. Why? Why though? Those guys are the most the best shape in the world. It's still impossible, man. i I think if you give McDavid and here's an argument that we could have all day, I think, and I would argue this side, you give so say McDavid's averaging twenty minutes a night this year. Yeah, bump him to thirty, I bet his production goes down. Just from fatigue. yeah, and remember it's an eighty two game schedule. Think about how much uh, ice a forward has to cover compared to a defenseman. Forwards work a hell of a lot harder than a D-man. Don't get me wrong. When a D-man's hemmed in, it's it's painful and they're taking hits and stuff. But for a forward, especially a centerman, he's got to track 200 feet, like McDavid does, 200 feet every shift. And say he goes down, up and down the ice three times per shift. You give him 20 shifts a game. He's looking at 60 up and downs of 200 feet. That's a lot. That's a lot of a lot of stuff going on. So you add 10 more minutes you increase his ice time by one third of what he's already getting. Like, so say, say you go 30, you cut it up in three 10-minute blocks, you add 10 more minutes. He's playing half of each period. It's it's too much. He would just be overrun, I think. And and that's why you see guys, and I've talked about it with like people a lot, like you see more production at the start of a shift than you do at the end. If you're dragging your butt on a, a minute 30 shift, you're not really the odds are you're not producing at that point. It's more of like, okay, I got to chip this in and get off. Whereas you got to stay fresh. So is, there's both sides to it and they don't get as much ice time because there's four lines of forwards and only six defensemen. So
0: Yeah. And I mean, you look at the East Coast League, there's only three lines of forwards in that league. And uh, right. they, they, they make it work. And But I, I hear your point for sure. You make a good point. Um, but it is an interesting debate. I wonder, uh, if the best in the world could do it. Um, moving along, we got Jack Eichel will be playing in a few weeks, according to the Vegas Golden Knights owner. Um, it seems like forever since he's been playing and it has been really, but what a thrill it's going to be to watch him in Vegas and he can really, you know, propel some energy into that lineup.
1: Very exciting. I I've always been a huge Eichel fan since he came into the league, really loved his game so much upside to it. So to see him kind of have a fresh start now um, and it's so far removed. There's no more drama with Buffalo. It's a new chapter of his career. He's a golden knight. Everybody knows that and he's ready to go. So I'm very much looking forward to watching him and their success as a team as, as they move on and he pops back into the lineup.
0: Yeah, they've gone deep in the playoffs since every year since they've come into the league. So it should be interesting. Other,
1: uh, Other than when they lost to San Jose on the... On that penalty, remember? Oh my God! Yeah, that was brutal.
0: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah <laughs> But they have the experience and the depth, and you know this could be their year. So we'll see. Um, we'll get it moving along, so uh, you can get get going for the game. But we'll finish with some Ethan Cardwell, this or that. Taylor, yeah. for you. I got like eight or nine. Um, you know how to do it. So here we go. Pass first or shoot first? Shoot. Bar down or five hole? Bar down but but
1: well okay here and I know this is this or that but like if I could like if you could like come out of like the corner like drop it back to your like skate kick it up to your skate and then like slide it five hole I think that's so nice like when you can like blatantly open the goalie up and just slide it in there it's like so nice but if I'm coming down and I'm shooting off the wing I want to snap it bar down rather than try to like just hammer it five hole but if it's like Okay, if you're shooting it hard, bar down, if it's just going to be like a, a delicate play, 100%, just slide it five hole and let it just tr- <laughs> trickle by the goalie. And, and he's just at the point where he's just like looking back and it hasn't even crossed, but he still can't save
0: it, you know? <laughs> yeah, okay. There we go. Uh, moving along. Black tape or white tape? White.
1: With black talk.
0: Okay. How forwards or how backwards? Backwards unless i'm golfing okay speaking of golf pound driver or make a nice putt drive for show putt for the dough (laughs) um watch hockey or watch golf watch golf okay iphone 8 or iphone 13 iphone 8 (laughs) i figured you'd say that because the home button right
1: yeah okay i'm like a a blackberry person with their uh, things
0: yeah get the big
1: keyboard and the little button in the middle
0: um Hot weather or cold weather? Hot. Hot coffee or iced coffee? Hot. Berry or Saginaw? Berry. Oh. <laughs> oh, okay, there we go. <laughs> this us that with Ethan Cardwell. I mean, yeah, uh, anything you want to say here? You can give a little quick weather report rundown. As, as yeah, I mean, I here.
1: definitely can do that. I want to give you a Markham or Niagara. Um, Niagara. Niagara. Yeah, okay. White or black tape? Uh, black showbounder chicklets showbound all right, that's all I had to know okay. yeah, um cool, oh, well, if you're an Ontario listener, you got pounded with snow this week. um, I think we all did my back's still a little sore from kind of just working the shovels um but you know what? it's good everybody get out there get their exercise in i know uh some people's cars are hemmed in so it's a perfect time to listen to this podcast and if you're still here we really appreciate you for staying but uh i can't blame you because you probably got nothing to do really so uh (laughs) with that being said uh i gotta go have a nap rask has got to get to the editing stay tuned next week for a big episode we'll see you then peace out